Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. The big story of the day, of course, is special needs children. And doubt has been cast over special education classes returning to schools in two days' time after public health specialists tried to reassure teachers that schools are safe. And this was at a webinar yesterday. Now, school buildings are to remain closed until the end of the month, at least. But the Department of Education has said that leaving cert students and students with special educational needs should be prioritised and allowed to return to school first. Now, teachers have raised concerns about them returning to school during the high numbers of COVID-19 cases and have questioned the government's assertion that the schools are safe. In particular, they are concerned about special needs assistance. We're at high risk of COVID-19 and childcare arrangements for SNAs, uh, which has been described as an acute problem. And I suppose the reason they say that is that special needs assistants and teachers who deal with children with special needs probably are in more close contact with the child themselves and those children may not understand, I suppose, the importance of wearing masks and social distancing and all that kind of stuff. But anyway, yesterday the webinar was held uh, 16,500 teachers and SNAs to reassure them that schools are safe. But comments posted under the live video webinar showed acute concern and scepticism about the public health experts' assurances. Uh, the INTO said last night that there are grave concerns were not eased at the webinar and adjure, uh, urged the department to reconsider its plans. And the INTO president, Mary Magner, said, I know this is the last thing teachers want to be worrying about as they exhaustively strive to support pupils remotely. We have heard the concerns of teachers in recent days and while teachers across the country are keen to get back to the classroom, they are scared. Teachers are committed to supporting the vulnerable pupils, but the safety of the staff is vital. The Trade Union Forza, which represents the SNAs, is de- uh, to decide later this evening on whether they should agree to the government's plan or bring special needs classes back to schools on Thursdays. Uh, or Thursday, from Thursday, should I say. So I want to know how this would affect you. I mean, harrowing child neglect, which has led to hospitalisations, has gone undiscovered throughout the pandemic because of school closures. A major report on family law has warned that many children are in grave danger and some children have ended up hospitalised before their traumatic circumstances were actually discovered. And I heard some of those stories, by the way, during the week and they were absolutely horrible to hear the children who had gone to desk schools for example where teachers would keep an eye on them children who didn't have the greatest background let's be clear about it they came from bad backgrounds and in those schools of course the teachers almost become parents and we understand that they keep an eye on them and one particular girl she had an infestation of lice head lice which was so bad because she wasn't being in school being monitored that when they brought her into hospital she ended up in ICU with sepsis because obviously you know, these little mites were biting into her bloodstream and had infected her bloodstream. Another child they went to, when they went to the house eventually, when the child wasn't appearing uh, for remote, you know, learning, uh, the child's head had been shaved, as well as her sister's head had been shaved. And the parents didn't understand the importance of child safety. I mean, that only leads you to one conclusion, that the child is better off or safer in school. So it does raise questions as to whether the prolonged closure of schools meant that teachers often at the front line of protecting children as well as educating them were cut off from them and the neglect went unnoticed for far too long. Because remember, schools are not just about education. And to suggest that they are is lunacy because many children who come from bad backgrounds are protected. It's a good place for protection of children. Children generally and statistically are safer in school than they are anywhere else. And that statistic still stands, by the way, for those parents who are worried about sending their children to school. Statistically, children are not at risk from COVID-19. Very few children have died from COVID-19. And statistically, they are still safer in school than they are in your home. That still stands. 
So we're not concerned about the children's health. It's about the teachers. And a lot of people are not happy that teachers won't go back to school to teach the children because they say, well, hold on, if other necessary workers, you know, like uh, frontline staff in supermarkets and haulage companies and everybody else can go back to, or doctors and nurses can go back to work or have to go to work on a daily basis, why can't teachers? Well, their argument is there's a lot more children there, there's a lot more people in one place, and they believe that's a great risk to them. But I want to know what you think. Do you want to see the schools reopen? And particularly for special education schools. Do you want to see them reopen? Let me know what you think. The number is 087 Obviously, you do in the long term, but I'm talking about the short term, like Thursday. Would you like to see them back open again? Or is this, do you believe this remote learning for children, particularly with special needs, is of any use whatsoever? For a lot of children, it's of no use. For some, it works okay. Uh, there's an interesting article in the Irish Times there, by the way. Things have been so tough, we can find it very hard. We find it very hard to cope. Will special needs classes reopen? And this is, uh, she talks about her own child lashing out and trashing about in his chair. And Lindsay O'Donovan is the person who was involved, or should I say, we written about it in this particular article. And she joins me on the air. Lindsay, good afternoon to you. Hiya, Niall. How are you? Nice to talk to you, Lindsay. You have three girls and one boy, Jack, that is 17 and he has cerebral palsy. Yeah. And you're finding it very difficult to cope, I imagine. It is. It's, it's full on, as are many parents in this situation, or just with kids who have no special needs. It's, um, it's a tough time. Mm-hmm. And how are you coping, you personally? Because <laughs> I'll come to your kids in a second, but yeah. how is it affecting your mental health and how are you coping? Well, do you know what? I have good days and I have bad days. I'm quite an optimistic person and I always try and see the brighter side, mm-hmm. deal with everything. I get on with things. I'm not one to complain or give out about my situation. But so tomorrow, tomorrow is another day, so to speak. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we do, we get on with things, but this lockdown has been, has been more difficult. You know, we had the Christmas holidays. We got, they were, they were fine. We had the two weeks off. We kind of thought to be an end to it. Mm-hmm. Then it's dragging on and it's the, you know, they were going back to school. Then within 24 hours, they're not going back to school. That actually affected me. Yeah. So bad. The being told they're going back, and it was I was shocked to yeah. be honest with you. Because you're planning, you're planning your life around all these decisions. I get all that. I get these that. Decisions. Yeah, yeah. I like everything has to be planned. And then I was telling my son, "You are going back to school." He's a very, very social person, and he's severely disabled, but intellectually understands everything. Is a hundred percent, which sometimes can make it more difficult because he gets frustrated. Because he can't express himself as he well as he should. Yeah. Himself, yeah. You know? So he does sign language. He has a computer. He's got a, a tray with all his signs on it. So it's a lot of setting up to get him to communicate. Um, and it can be difficult. So he is getting frustrated. If then And what would normally his routine have been, say, for before COVID-19? What was his routine? Does he get picked up in the morning? He gets picked up in the morning. He's picked up a half seven, 20 to eight in the morning. Okay. So he goes off into school. He's home at three o'clock. Okay. So he's, he's kept going. He's kept and by the way, I'm not suggesting for a minute you're glad to get rid of him, but that gives you a bit no, of a chance then look, with the other yeah. kids and dealing with, you know, life's problems and life's ups and downs. Yeah. Exactly. Of course. Yeah. yeah. It yeah. gives you a bit of a so, break. Absolutely. When he's in school, I then get the three girls ready. They go to school and I do everything that you do in the house. The of dinners, cleaning, yeah. the shopping, all that stuff. So I have time to get that done. And you have a bit of mental space 
for yourself. Of course, because you're human being, human being and you need that. Okay, yeah. so at the moment the situation is, of course, he's home all the time. And, home all the time. And, yeah. and your other three kids are home at the time. And first, I only thought about this the other day. Actually, I heard an interview on radio with somebody who had five kids and they said yeah. the problem is technology. They don't all have laptops. They don't, they're yeah. sharing laptops or iPads or yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. Are they all remote learning, all of them now? They're all remote learning. So my youngest is seven and then 10, 12, and then Jack 17. So they all so need a kind of a space in the house to do their... They all need a space in the house. So we're lucky we have that. So they're, they're all kind of... I do have my 7 and 10-year-old together in a room because it's constant, ma'am, help, ma'am, help. So, you okay. know, to try and help the two of them. Then my 12-year-old in a room, and then we have Jack, who does two Zoom calls a day, which in the beginning, I'll be honest, I said, I'm not doing them. There's no way. It's more hassle. But in fairness, um, it has worked out better because he's so social and so interactive. He's really He just wants the company. Yeah, of course. He yeah. just wants it. So he's sitting there. I am, I, like I in the beginning, I was sitting there with him. I now have to dip in and out. And in fairness, his teacher and SNAs, they are brilliant and they understand and they've been very supportive. So I'm dipping in and out. So he's there. He can't answer them back all the time, but they're... They're working with us and, you know, it's, yeah. it's better than I thought it was going to be, but it's still not. I know, you mentioned the article about you know, how frustrated he gets trashing around in his chair and yeah. lashing out. Yeah, which is unlike him and yeah. he's there. If he gets he's annoyed, frustrated. He's frustrated. he does, he's frustrated. Okay, yeah. and now, okay, so the good news, well, you thought was good news that they, they might yeah. be going back on Thursday, but that yeah. doesn't seem likely now where teachers feel no. that they're not in a safe space. It's not yeah. about the students because the students are at very little risk, but it's yeah. about the teachers themselves being yeah. older people. I mean, how do you feel about that? Oh, do you know, it's the to and fro and it's driving me mad. It's really, it's, I don't understand it, to be fair. I understand that they're, they're not feeling safe. They want to feel safe. But when I look at it, I have friends who have children in creche, the frontline workers. Mm-hmm. The creches are open for them. Them kids are sitting on these people's laps. They're snotting and sneezing the whole lot. Mm-hmm. Them kids aren't wearing masks. Yeah. So if, that, if the creches can open, like, I would be very happy with, every second day so there's half the pupil in jack's class like there's nine kids if there was half the students in half the snas in you know i think it would have to be safer i'm looking at reports here from the european center for disease control and this is what our government have tried to reassure teachers just to give you one example and they say more than 665,000 schools in italy reopened in september as case numbers were climbing in the community but only 1212 campuses had experienced an outbreak uh, four weeks later in 93 percent of cases only one infection was reported and only one high school had a cluster of more than 10 people infected so that gives us uh, what they're basically saying is that children pose very little risk to adults yeah, yeah, okay, 100%. So, okay, now, and when I look at up the road, Northern Ireland, they have their special needs schools open, the same in England. You know, so why, why do you think Irish teachers in particular, well, it's, well, I'm not saying in particular, but why do you think yeah. they have these concerns and why do you think they don't believe the government when the government are saying schools are safe? I don't know. I, you know, they keep being told the schools are safe and they're not believing it. Um, you know, everybody is a little bit in panic at the minute and... So I understand that people are fearful for their own families. Of course, yeah. So I think it's not believing that they're safe. But, you know, there's so many people out there who are... Well, nobody no, well, nobody can no guarantee anybody. I mean, my no. boss and asks me to come in here every day. You know, yeah. but I don't know if Ashling is with her mother at the weekend and they go to a yeah. shop or something and pick yeah. it up and give it to me. Nobody I don't know. I mean, nobody's perfectly safe. Of no. course not. Nobody is perfectly safe. It's on our doorstep. 
it's everywhere. I know people around where I live who have it, it and they don't know where they picked it up from. Yeah. They're not working. And, and by the way, home. thankfully, the majority of people will recover perfectly fine, you know, yeah. and will only yeah. have cold symptoms. The majority, the vast majority. Sadly, yeah. some people will could pass away, but it's a very small percentage of people. So yeah. in saying that, I do get the concerns of teachers, but you yeah. maybe you'd think, like many people, well, that the concerns I, are a bit I, over the top. It, it's, do you know what? Like, I can speak for Jack's teachers and his school. He goes to CRC. They are amazing. They've been a great support. Um, and as I said, it has worked out better, but it's not enough. It's not enough. Jack needs to be stimulated, and it's not happening at the minute. And do you, do you believe he's regressing? Well, I th- he's not sleeping at night because he's not tired. So, mm-hmm. of course he is. So now, remotely, Jack obviously would be different to, say, children who just have, you know, diagnosed exp- uh, special needs, uh, you know, which have ADHD or whatever it is, or autism or whatever it happens to be. Obviously, Jack has a physical disability as well, which makes it even more difficult because he can't get around independently on his own as well. He can't get around. If anything needs to be done from either myself, my husband, or his sisters have to do it for him. Yeah. Absolutely everything. Yeah. So unless something's been done from, so he does, he, he's just not been, he, he's getting frustrated because nothing's yeah. been done from and, and your brain. Other, by the way, your, your other children, enough. I mean, how are they getting on with the remote learning? Do you believe that your other children, uh, your other four, your three girls, just say, yeah. do you, do you yeah. believe that they are coming on as well as they should as far as education is concerned? Of course they're not. No, right, not okay. at all. Okay. Not at all. They're, we're, look, we're doing our best. Um, they're doing. They're getting their work overseas. So every day, the teachers are doing their bits. So it's it's every day there is an interaction with their teachers, but it's not enough. No, they're not learning anyway near what they should. And um, they've no. They're missing out on the social aspect of school. And mm-hmm. I can't teach them what a teacher can teach them. No, you, you know. Can't. And I'm teaching three different age groups. Well, they're not trained to be a teacher, nor am no. I. Yeah, I couldn't do it no. either. So I mean, that's their um, job. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's difficult, and no, they're not learning what okay. they should. It'll definitely it's definitely holding all children back. I think. Okay, well, there doesn't seem to be an end to all this. We'll stay there for a second because uh, Lindsay, if you can, I want to go to John as well. John, you're on Classic Kids. How you doing, John? Good afternoon, Noel. Thanks for having me on, uh, John. You have a son who's autistic, and and how is he now? Um, how is he getting on now? Is he any better, or is he getting worse? Is he regressing, or? Uh, just on that note, yeah, he's global developmental delay. He has autistic tendencies. He's deaf. He's non-verbal. He's 12 years old, and he's uh, you know still nappies and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So it's not just autism. He's a, he's a lot of things yeah. going on. He's a lot. Of, he's a lot of difficulties. Yeah, a lot of issues. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, yeah. Look, what I, as I was saying to a researcher on the phone, um, what I found my son, um, Rogan is his name. Um, he's a great little fella. But the problem is, in the first lockdown, myself and my wife, we really noticed. You know, as it went on back in March, that he regressed dramatically, and thankfully he got back to school in September. Um, it was tough going. You know, it was very, very stressful. Um, he's, mm-hmm. he's full on a lot of the time. He needs a lot of attention, and he gets a lot of attention. Yeah. Um, you know, he's two younger siblings, and he's three older siblings. Okay. Um, so you know, there's, there's a lot going on. It's a busy um, household. Yeah, now the older three are kind of you know moved on a little bit, so they're, okay, they're okay. not much of the equation. But okay. um, the younger two, I feel miss out, okay. um, because we put so much attention into Rogan. Yeah, um, and definitely what we've seen again in, in this lockdown now, you know, Christmas, we've seen him starting to regress again. Um, well, when you say regress, he, he's becoming frustrated. Obviously, that he doesn't have the same Very social outlet. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's non-verbal, as I said, um, you know, he can't tell us what's wrong with him. Um, but we can see, you know, that the same traits are starting to happen again. School is brilliant for him. Um, yeah. He goes to the Michael's house in Baldoyle, and they're brilliant in the school. 
and the teachers are excellent. They know, you know, they're trained in, in, in this field. Mm-hmm. They're experts in this field. They know exactly, you know, they can interpret him probably better than we even can at times. Of course, um, yeah. And, and know what to do. So, you know, as parents, and I think this is the, the, the bigger issue here in Oil about the, the special needs schools being closed. I mean, I'm opposed to any schools being closed, by the way. But special needs in particular, because I think, you know, unless you have a kid with special needs, without being disrespectful, you don't know what you're talking about and what you're dealing with every day. Mm-hmm. And and, the, and the, the stuff that I hear Lindsay there on the phone, you know, and, and fair play to her, doing a great job as well. Um, you know, and this is not looking for bouquets or anything. This is just the hand we've been dealt and we deal with it and we get on with it like every other parent does with every other kid. But unfortunately, you know, school for a special needs child is a hell of a lot different. You know, and I think, you know, I can't even put, you know, education is important for every child. But, you know, it's a different type of education. Yeah, it's more, I mean, I, when it comes to a job with special needs, it's not really about the academia. It's about the social interaction and learning social cues and social skills and all those kind Absolutely. of things. That's that's what's more important for both you guys when it comes to, you know, Jack and when it comes to Rogan as well. That That's what's most important. It's, it's dealing with life. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, but, it, okay, but what I've been saying, if you listen to... to you know what the teachers are saying at the webinar yesterday there was a lot of comments were coming on down the bottom the government were assuring them that schools are safe for them to go back to but they're saying no what how do you feel about that john that the teachers won't are the ones that are holding this up they won't go back because they're saying it's not safe well i'm disappointed for the simple reason that if the schools were safe and all schools and all public health advice um, says that schools are safe if the schools were safe from september to december they're safe now well, I mean, the sco- well, here's well, here's the the main argument for this, and and I'm sure teachers listening can think about this logically because you're teachers and you're educated people. We opened the schools back up again uh, at the end of August, September, whatever it was, whatever date they were back in the last term, right? The case numbers didn't go through the ceiling. We had very few case numbers actually between August and November. Um, very few people actually died. Um, as far as I know, I don't know any teachers that died or anybody teachers that got extremely ill during that particular time because we had very low case numbers. So if children were the main spreaders of this or are of some sort of massive risk to teachers, surely we would have seen a massive increase within two or three weeks of the schools reopening again. But we didn't. And nowhere in the world did that happen. No, exactly. And also, I, I think the statistics still stand from the from zero to twenty five, we haven't had a death in Ireland. Um, but no, there ha- there has been two, I think, under the age of twenty five. But both of those children, sadly, had very serious underlying conditions. Okay, I stand corrected. Yeah, okay. okay, look, uh, but I think one was twenty four, and I think there was a nineteen year old or a seventeen year old as well. Right. Okay. Yeah. No, look, as I said, my thing is, I think we've gone hysterical with the whole COVID thing. I think perspective has gone out the window. Um, this new strain that they're, you know, the, the British strain which was discovered on the 20th of September. You know, there's a lot of hysteria about that. Well, they, they, they um, do say that it's more virulent, that it spreads a bit quicker, but there's no evidence that it's more dangerous, by the way. No, exactly, no. and that's the point. No. There's no way, but I think it's, uh, my point of this now is, is reap what you sow. If mm. the government are telling us to be scared, if the government are telling us to be extra careful, keep your distance on us, then, you know, in a way, how can they expect the public to react other than panic? You know, and do you, do, you, do, you, do you think, I mean, let me, let me ask you, Lindsay. Lindsay, do you think teachers, and, I, and by the way, if there's teachers listening, I welcome you to come on the air and have your say, and I'm sure we'll get one or two of them to talk to us without after the break. But do you think, Lindsay, the teachers are overreacting? Or certainly the teachers' un- unions are over- overreacting? I think they are, it's, it's just mayhem, and that's what it is. It's panic. It's, they are listening to what the government is saying, and it is a bit of panic. I think, as John was saying, um, the schools are safe. They have been safe. And I don't see why, if they take extra measures now by bringing in half 
the pupils and half the teachers why they couldn't even be more safe. Mm-hmm. So I don't understand. Um, I know it's, you know, bringing back special needs teachers and then other teachers don't have to go back. I don't know whether it's a, a bit of that, but I think, I think it's safe. Like, I don't want to send my child into somewhere that's not safe. I love my kids so much and I'm happy to send my son back to school with all the problems he has because I do believe it is safe for him. I'm looking at here in the UK, a new paper published by The Lancet. Now, I think this might be a bit two months old, but I mean, found that partial school reopenings last August were associated with a low risk of cases out of more than 57,000 schools and nurseries. The study found that just 113 cases associated with 55 outbreaks. So there was a very small number in comparison to community spread, for example. Just stay there. I just want to go to Linda as well before the break. Linda, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Linda? Hi, Niall. How are you? Linda, you're an SNA. You've just listened to two people who have children, obviously, who need an SNA and who need special needs assistance in classes Mm -hmm. and they need help uh, because their children are regressing. I mean, the the idea was they were supposed to return to work Thursday. It now looks unlikely. Um, I mean, how do you feel about that? Um, Well, to be honest with you, I'm not speaking of the parents that are on your show. I'm speaking overall. I think the anger and the frustration needs to be pointed at the government, not at teachers and SNAs. The government have had since around February, March last year to come up with a plan. They refused to plan for education and send education during a pandemic. And they gave parents two dates, which were completely unrealistic to return to school. We knew that, but they couldn't say no to the advocacy groups when they met them. And they gave them almost a goalpost, a bit of hope that school was going to return without engaging with stakeholders. And now we find ourselves in the same situation with the possibility education's not going to return on Thursday. And, and, but, but, I mean, what, what do you say, I mean, the main reason for this is not that we, we fear for the safety of children, because that's not the no. issue, right? We, no. We're all well aware that children are reasonably, I mean, when I say reasonably safe, there's more dangerous things out there that can happen to children than getting COVID-19, right? So, but when it comes to the teachers, this is the issue, right? I mean, people go back to work in supermarkets, people are working in radio stations, people are working in hospitals, they're working in the healthcare industry, they're working in crashes. Why can't teachers go back to school, you know, to deal with, say, in particular children with special needs who have very special needs who are regressing because of this? Well, basically, Michael Ryan said, um, I think it was November, December, and to be honest with you, on the webinar yesterday, which I've seen more informative episodes of Peppa Pig, if I'm honest, um, to the webinar we were showing yesterday. It was insulting to all education staff and to any parents that were watching. Um, Community transmission, when low, it is safe to open schools. So September, October, November, December, we had a low, um, low numbers of COVID. After, the, after Christmas, then we had our spike. And our idea, teachers and SNA, is that when that spike came down, we would return to schools. But January has shown that, obviously, at the moment, it's still not safe. So but yeah, but we, we, had we had the same argument. Yeah, but with respect, yeah, but we had the same argument in July that if we opened the schools in August or September, all of a sudden we were going to see a massive rise in cases because children would spread it and we'd have a lot of people together, a lot of children in classes together, and it would spread. It didn't happen. It didn't because the community transmission was low. But community transmission is high again, which Ronan Glynn pointed out yesterday and Michael Ryan. So if community transmission is high, schools aren't safe. If community transmission is low, Schools are safe. 
So that's why we... But, they're, but the government are saying they are safe. They're not saying they're not safe. They I don't... Ryan, or Niall. Niall. <laughs> I look at Ryan Nile. <laughs> Did you, are you, refer, are you comparing me to Ryan Tuberty? <laughs> no, you're ten times better than no, Thanks, but, thanks uh, very much. Niall, you know, like, we don't believe them because I work in a school, not my school per se, other schools. We know there's been outbreaks. We know there's been cases and we know that we haven't been told about them. And yesterday's webinar, if you had a look at any of the comments afterwards. I've seen some of the comments, yeah. Yeah, it was shut off after a couple of seconds because people were saying this and it wasn't going. It was quick, yeah, there was quite a lot of anger at people. But but a lot of people are looking at this. And, and by the way, I'm not having a go with teachers. I understand their concerns and they are in a situation where they're working close-knit with a lot of people at one time. And I get that, yeah. right? But a lot of people are saying, now hold on for a second, teachers. Why is it always the teachers that are complaining? Everybody else just gets on with it and tries their best to negotiate. What well, is a difficult time? Because nobody can guarantee you, Linda, that you, when you go back to school, it's no, safe. And you know no, what I mean? there's no zero-risk environment. But no. when Norma came out the first time she told parents to date for reopen for special schools and everyone else would stay at home, she talked about special extra measures that would be put in to make sure that we were safe. Not one person in education has received what these special measures would be for us to return to school. But, but what, what, what could those, I mean, what could those special measures be, well, like, realistically? Like one of your colleagues said, or um, one of the listeners said there, if we had a smaller number of children returning, if we did so many days in and out, there's been no documents given by the Department of Education to principals that show us how that might be done safely. So, so what, split it up into together. three groups and have them in two days each or a day each or a day and a half yeah. each or whatever? Yeah, something like that. I, I think actually... But that's still, but that's still. I mean, John, let me just go back to John. Sorry, John, um, in relation to, to your child, I mean, do you believe that Rogan would be okay with going back maybe a day and a half or two days a week or something like that and then doing the less remotely? Or is it, he just needs to be back in school? Which is it? <laughs> well, this thing about remote learning for a special needs child, our fellow will sit at the table for five minutes on a Zoom call and then he just gets distracted because it's just, you know, it's, it's not no yeah. use for him. I'd just like to go back, though, to the, to the lady there, uh, the SNA. Linda, I mean, Linda. Linda, sorry, Linda. Uh, just this stuff about we don't believe them. I mean, you don't believe the public health advice. I mean, if that's the case, why should all the restaurants be shut? Why should all the pubs be shut? Why should they not take the attitude to go, well, we don't believe the public health advice either? The public health advice clearly states that schools are not dangerous. There's been no evidence throughout this pandemic that schools are dangerous. And it, by the way, way, can I point out, that's not just the public health advice, Linda. The European Centre for Disease Prevention and Control said the same thing. Um, yeah. You know, if you look at the CDC, they say the but same thing. Did, but why did our deputy CMO say yesterday, and why did our CMO refuse to answer the questions that our, our school safe, Ronan Glynn, said on the webinar yesterday, at the moment, to have one million children returning to school is not safe. That's exactly what he said. So well, how, how was it, it safe okay in September and December? Go back? Because the community transmission was low. Community transmission is high at the moment. That's why we're not seeing one million children return. Well, community so, transmission has nothing got to do with, with the, the effect of COVID-19 on children. I, I, I don't believe... No, and, and, according, no, according, and, and according to the European Centre for Disease Prevention and Control, um, this is in Italy back in September. They did an analysis of data. And this is when in Italy uh, community spread was climbing. 65,000 schools reopened in September as numbers were climbing in the community, but only 1,212 campuses had experienced an outbreak. Uh, four weeks mm. later, in 93% of those cases, there was only one infection. 
infection reported. So, in other words, the, the, the rate that it spread in the schools was different to the way it spread in the community, according to the yeah. European Centre for Disease Prevention and Control. So but it didn't seem to be, have an effect. Children, how do children get to school? Parents congregate at gates. Parents give lifts to children. Children... But, but the point, the point is, I mean, we, we, we accept that your job is a necessary job and we accept the importance of your job and the importance of a teacher's job. You're necessary workers. Just like the girl or the guy that works in Tesco's and I don't mean to put the two years into the same category but they need to serve and get us, give us food because Mm -hmm. we need to survive. So we accept that all these are necessary jobs. They all come with a small risk but necessary workers have to go back because we need to survive. All we want, Niall, is... I don't know a teacher in SNA that doesn't want... We want to go back to school, but we want Norma Foley to come up with a plan... But your plan involves your plan happen. involves part-time teaching. No, well, if Norma Foley sat down with us all, our unions, and properly came to us at the outset of this in January when they decided, no, the schools aren't going back, we'd have send children receive an education that they need. Instead of this, here's a date... We won't give any guidance and we'll just hope for the best and go with an open. OK, well, well, well hang on a second because I have to go to breaks. Lindsay, would you like to say something just very quickly to Linda just before I go into that break? Yeah, Linda, hi, how are you? Um, just to say to you, you know, I do understand your concerns, but like that, I know plenty of people who have children in crushes and they're walking away and they are nervous, but they're, they're doing what they have to do. I understand you have a tough job, but like now I was saying there, it is an essential job that we as families and our children need and it, it has to, like the children have to go back soon so I do understand your concerns but I think you know it has to this to and fro okay. of we're going back and then them you know Okay well do, do me a favour stay there actually Lindsay and stay, stay with me as well Linda if you can alright and I appreciate John you coming on the air I'll take one or two more calls I want to hear from teachers as well the number is 087 stay with me please Lindsay if you can and also yeah, no, li- Linda, Linda will you stay there as well let me just go to Graeme as well Graeme you're on Classic Kids Graeme our resident school teacher uh, Graeme good oh, afternoon to you <laughs> Hey, Linda, how are you doing? Uh, Graeme, look, the return was meant to be Thursday for special needs. It doesn't look like that's going to be likely now, particularly after the webinar yesterday, even though the medical advice from the government was it's safe, well, safe as can be, I that's suppose. That's Ryan from da- Ronan Glynn, isn't it? Well, all right, OK. Well, as safe as can be, I, I think is probably no, a good term to use. Not. OK, but I mean, what do, you want, what do teachers want, Graeme? With, with respect to the teachers, they, and, and by the way, I am giving you credit for having a very important job, but when I look at the stats... You only give stats, that credit now. No. Oh, I know, yeah. But when, <laughs> no, 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 come on. You're the first person to have a crack off these. Ah, yeah, sure, why not? You're a good target. But, but at the end of the day, look, I'm looking at stats this morning for children, particularly special needs children, or children in desh schools across the country. When you look at the amount, there's 800, well, 890 desh schools. No, 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 let me, let me go down this road very quickly if I can. Cool. You have 890 desh schools in the country. Many of those schools, by the way, have children who are in very difficult circumstances. And we've heard yep. some harrowing stories during the week where children who aren't really, I suppose, you know, mummy and daddy are not making sure they're sitting at their laptop every day. No more than they ever made, made sure they went to no, school in the first place. more harrowing than that. Absolutely. And children, I, one child ended up in ICU because she nearly had sepsis because she was so infested with lice. That would have been picked up in school if she had have been in school. Do you understand what I'm most saying? Likely, yeah. yeah. yeah so, so teachers yeah. provide a very valuable service, not just for education, but keep an eye on kids and, and other kids say from um, maybe a, a lower socioeconomic backgrounds who may not have a great future where the, the teachers are there to, to egg them on and, and encourage them to, to focus on certain things the parents may be useless with the greatest respect and those generally speaking th- no but, yet obviously th- but those, those kids are falling behind and regressing too as well as special needs kids Graeme it's yeah. important that we get children back to school agreed 
Well, then, why, well, then, well, then why aren't you doing this? Look, we've had this conversation before. I know, I know, but give me a good reason why you won't go in on Thursday. Give me a good reason, Graham. Good reason. Well, I'm not I'm meant to be going back on Thursday. That's primary school. Okay, okay. But, um, give, but give, yeah, but, but give me a good reason why special needs children can't go back or leaving cert students can't go back on Thursday. Give me a good reason. Uh, why? Okay, why none of us should be going back? Because uh, community transition is high, if it's high, high in community, it's high in schools. Schools yeah. are as part of the community as anywhere else. And there's a direct correlation between those things. Are we saying school or primary driver or anything like that? No. But if it's high in the community, to turn around, it's high in the community. But it's not inside the schools. I mean, did COVID have a bad experience? Miss Quill in first class and it's just scared of going in the door or something. No, but but but, but all the evidence suggests that that school is actually a low risk. I mean, I'm looking at uh, somebody saying, but there's an, an article here that I was looking at. Uh, researchers I, suspect that one reason schools have not become a COVID nineteen hotspot is that children, especially those under the age of twelve and fourteen, are less susceptible to infection than adults. Um, in other words, yeah, they're not hotspots also, for COVID nineteen. I'm in, a, I'm in a school which is all the children are older than you just mentioned. Okay, and that's fair enough. likely to catch and spread as me. Are they as likely to have serious health consequences? No, neither am I. I'm not worried about my own health. I'm worried about other people's. But, yeah, but is that, is that rabbit hole, is that the kind of rabbit hole mentality? And because, no because realistically, you know, if, if Johnny works in Dunn stores, should Johnny not go to, to work, you know, to pack shelves or, or to be on the checkouts? No, 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 I'm just, no, 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 let me, let me, I mean, should he not go back to work because he's going home to mommy and daddy? No, he should, of course he should. But not in a room with 30 other people. He's in a supermarket with thousands of people coming in out every day. Which is an enormous room. With proper ventilation, yep. and doesn't have thirty people in close contact with them for five to seven hours a day, who may or may not be wearing masks, who are not wearing okay, right? Well, okay, I'll, I'll accept that. But then, well, then for Lindsay, so not, okay, okay, for Lindsay, who's been on the air with us for the last fourteen minutes, and has four yeah. four children, one boy who's cerebral palsy and having yeah. great difficulty at the moment, and 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 for John earlier on, who was on about Rogan, his son, who is a non-verbal, for example, and and obviously very frustrated as well, and for yes, all those parents difficult. around the country, very difficult for them. It is extremely difficult. Well, and for all those parents, okay, okay, but give me for all those parents, give me, give me a way out here and say to me, Graham, Graham, just say to me, Niall, we would go back. Or, well, I know you're not going back on Thursday, but I know Linda would like to go back if things were right. We would go back so would if A and B was put in place. What is A and B? I um now A time machine go back. I'm, I'm I know, uh, now, don't go back in time. We can't correct no. what wasn't done in the past. We can't no, do that. No, but I'm sorry. The reason we're sitting here. But that, I don't want. No, I don't want a reason. I want an answer. No, 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 no. I don't. No, Linda. No, Hank Graham. Linda just said all that to us, and I, I respect what Linda said. Right, that things should have been done from the start. But you're dealing with the Irish government here, okay? And they always put the cart before the horse, right? So forget about what should have happened. What should happen now to fix this situation so Lindsay's uh, young lad can go back to school? What? This, they're still doing. They're making it like they did with the primary school, uh, primary special classes and special schools. They're making announcements without having agreed anything with the people who actually have to do the jobs. They exactly. need to sit down with them, agree with them, really, then publish it jointly with all their names on it, so nobody can turn around and say, "Oh, we didn't agree to that." No, we're exactly. not. Yeah, but what do they do to make you agree to something? What is it that you want? What could they say to you that would make you go back on Thursday? Give us a list. Well, Tell I'm us what you want. I'm not a primary school teacher, but okay. If my change the situation, if I was told, uh, my but you do you do teach children with special needs, don't you? Graham? I do. I run three ASD special classes in the okay. school. Okay, okay. 
right, so um, if I was told that we're, uh, we're going back on Thursday, what would the issues be? All right, school transport. All of my students go in um, taxis to school. Vast majority, 15 out of 18 yeah. go, get taxis. Five people from five different households in one car wearing masks are not wearing masks. You can't do that. No, and I do agree with transport that that, so, that has to be that, that. that has to be addressed. My son goes on a bus. There's only two kids on it, so I'm lucky, and I know that's not the same. So I know transport is an issue that has to be looked at. But what but I'm saying to you is, but Graham, you're never going to get a clinical situation where everything is going to be perfect and every aspect of schooling just, is no, perfect. No, well, well, sorry, Linda. Linda, go ahead. Yeah. As Graham was saying, Niall, our issue ultimately was how we are being given this information from the government. Thursday, we most education staff sat and watched Norma Foley at one o'clock lay out her, her line, schools are safe yet again. But while at one o'clock on the news, we heard that we are going back to school, we were given no sort of notice. No sort of... But you're not... Yeah, but Linda, Linda, with respect, and Graeme, you're not exclusive in that club. You've got restaurant owners, bar owners, pub owners, business owners, everybody around the country hearing what's happening to their futures on 6-1 News every day before they hear it themselves. So uh, so you're not exclusive in that. No, but what what I'm saying is, you know, hearing the information on on Classic Hits News or RTE News or a minister talking, you know, on a uh, a news press conference is not new. Everybody's dealing with that at the moment. We're yeah, all dealing other, with that. It, it's, completely, it's completely different when you're working in the context that we are. And we well, Linda, we're the, same as, we're the same as well. We were told one day the kids were going back to school. So yeah. I'm saying my son has gone back to school 24 hours later. No, it's yeah, not it's, happening. It's horrible. And and so, so you know, we're living on this seesaw of are they going back, aren't they going back, what's happening What's not yeah. happening? And it's an emotional roller coaster. Exactly. It's and do you know horrendous. what they're not talking about? They're not talking about the mental health of the students that it, it affects. They're not talking yeah. about the mental health of education staff, of parents that are constantly mm. being given these dates and then nothing happens. So these are things that Norma Foley and her team have to be held accountable for. Because if yesterday was anything to go by... Well, yes, they seem to be a fiasco, according to most. Anyway, all right. I, no, no, I, no I, I get yesterday the webinar didn't go to. Actually, do me a favour, all of you, because I, I have to go to somebody else as well. But, Graham, I want you to stay with me. Thank you very much indeed, Lindsay, and I hope you get sorted out. Uh, and, Linda, if you want to stay with us, please, as well. Uh, Graham and Linda, please stay there. I want somebody else wants to come on after break and chat to the two of you. Uh, the number is 87 188 uh, By the way, uh, Lindsay asked me to mention as well that Family Carers Ireland is a great support group for parents with children with special needs. And you can Google that or you can find them on Facebook, all right? That's Family Carers Ireland. So if you're in the same situation that Lindsay is in and you have a child with special needs, particularly uh, difficult special needs that you're finding it hard to cope with, you can contact Family Carers Ireland either on Facebook or Google and they will try their best, I suppose, to support you and help you out. Now, please stay with me, please, uh, Graeme and uh, Linda, if you can, because I want to go to Craig as well. Craig, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Craig? Hey, you um, well, you've listened to what Graeme and Linda have said. They believe that the schools are not safe enough for the moment for, che- for teachers to go back. And, of course, blaming the government for that and saying they didn't put enough, um, I suppose, steps in place. And clearly not, they're not communicating properly with the teachers. What do you say well, to I that? Th- I, I think there's no need for Norma Foley to even address this issue anymore because the government doesn't need to consult with the teachers or the unions. It needs to get their permission. So we should just let them formulate the plan and tell us, tell, let the government know what they're doing. I think they've been dragging their heels since a year nearly, since March, since the start. I remember listening to the head of the unions 
And it was on Pat Kenny was saying to him, will you do this? If we do this, will you go back? If you do this, will you go back? If you do this, will you go back? No, 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 no. September, September, September. They've been dragging their heels as usual. And I always support the unions in everything. And I've, I've listened to Graham before defending them and against you. And I thought, right, oh, fair play to you. But I think this is having a detrimental effect and an effect that will be felt forever. Yeah. Well, it will, it will have a. I mean, there is a. There's a long-term damage to this, and I'm sure Graham and Linda appreciate that. There's a long-term damage to children, particularly those children with special needs, or those children from desh schools um, yeah. who are on the poverty line. So there is a long-term damage. Yeah, but it, they might say that. Yes. they might say it's okay. We don't really care. You know, once they're. I, I, I think that's a bit unfair to say don't we don't really care. care. Sorry, no, I'm, I'm, not not I'm not an SNA for the money. I'm an SNA because that's what I was meant to do in life. I'm still in contact with parents and students I looked after years ago. So please don't say that's the fact for everybody because it's not my fact. I wish I was in my classroom now with the children. I wish that I felt it was safe enough and that I was going to be safe and they were going to be safe. Please don't say that's how SNA is. Okay, well, if, if, every, if everybody took your logic, then with the bus men stopped and the bin men stopped and the shop workers stopped, would you support that? Because we okay, well, 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 hang, well, hang on, let Graham just respond because I don't have too much time. Graham, respond to what, what Craig has said. He's outlined you it there. You can't start comparing professions like that. It's like me comparing myself to a doctor that it's equal risk and I need the same conditions as them. I don't because it's not equal risk. The exact same thing if you're talking about a bus driver, no disrespect meant, or someone stacking shelves and duns, which I've done for years, no disrespect meant to them either. But it is not the same thing. No. But, no. But, in, but in saying that, the argument that Craig is making, and the state are probably arguing as well, is there's nothing more they can do to make it any safer. Yes, That's there's a small... Not, yeah, well, hang brought, on, hang on, Graham. You won't even let me finish. There's a risk attached to it. And I'll, start, I'll tell you what they can do. But are, are teachers dropping dead like flies across the country over the last well, six months? Well, actually, one SNA did die. I yes. Say, on the, I, on January 8th, an SNA did die. And we will remember her as we remembered her last night at our union meeting. And with, with respect, and my condolences to the family of that individual who died, and, and it is a sad day when anybody passes away, but with the greatest respect, people die all the time. I'm suggesting that during this particular time, the majority of teachers are under the age of 65, the risk isn't really high. Yes, there is a risk, I'm not saying there isn't, but the risk is quite low. And like every single job, particularly those in necessary employment, they have to go to, I take a risk coming to work every day. I'm 57 years of age. Graham, I'm no, older many, than you. I'm, many, I, there's a more risk to me. Around? How many people are you sitting around right now? Well, right now I'm in a studio of my own. Exactly. But, but, but hang on. But before, so that, I, but before no. that, I'm with Ruth and I'm with Ashling. I, I don't know where Ashling was the That's weekend. Three. She was probably That's with her mum. Oh, hang on. That's she was probably three. with her mum. Has friends. I, you know, Ruth maybe has friends or her no, mum and dad. And their the friends. But if I go down, but if I go down rabbit holes, I could bring a lot of people in there. Yes, but it still wouldn't compare to the rabbit hole. The, no, the it rabbit doesn't. Hole. You're right. You're down. right. But it doesn't, again, but it's still you know, a risk. Talking, again, it is the same as me turning around and saying, I want the exact same conditions and protections as But you're not going nurses. to get us. But, but I don't want this. But we, but we, it, we it have to understand this. Listen to what Craig but is you're saying. You're making a daft comparison. Okay, well, okay Craig, Craig, do you, you have a child with special needs, do you? Yeah. Okay, and, and how, how old is he? He's three and a half. Okay. He's in an early intervention class. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and, and how is he during these times of lockdown? How is that affecting him? Well, I tell you, Noel, we have to make... He used to get up and get go out the bus in the morning to light us. Now we have to physically hold him down to dress him. He's totally gone back. He's gone back to scraping faces and pulling hair. Now, we give him melatonin every night to put him asleep because he won't go to sleep without it. You get a few hours out of it. But his sleeping has totally gone backwards. So we're up at three and four in the morning and it's up. You're up. That's it. There's no going back. You might go back at eight or nine again then for a couple of hours. 
So he's totally regressed in every aspect. He's like a, a tornado going around the house. Mm-hmm. He's const- I took a week off all the ten cards could be here. I'm bouncing him on the couch constantly trying to regulate him. I have to go back to work on Thursday. Um, mm-hmm. So I just think that you know, it's like what, 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 there's risk in everything. There's no zero risk in the world. No, of course like, not. We can't put you but in no one's asking for zero risk. Sounds like that to me, Graham. With respect. Well, well, Mike, no, Niall, you have, a t- you have an issue with No, I don't, I don't have a... No, I do. Well, actually, well, maybe today I do, because I, I'm listening to these parents. Like Come on. No, but I'm, on. I'm just you saying, you're, but you're right, Graham. There is no zero risk. And no one's asking for zero risk. But that seems to be no what one. everybody's looking for here. But I need to be honest. No one is We're being demonised as... I'm not going to demonise you. I understand. By the way, I appreciate how important your job is. Because exactly. we wouldn't be talking about it if it wasn't important. You, thought, you sound like Norman now. We were made out to be the angels after the last lockdown that we wanted to look after special needs children. There's no SNA, and I speak for SNAs around the country, there's no SNA that doesn't want to be back with the children that they care for because they treat those children as if they're their own. We are very aware of uh, the acuteness of regression with special needs children. We don't want that. All we're asking for is some sort of a proper plan in place to bring back... And, and, I, and I agree with you. I, there should be a plan. And I agree the government have made a hames of it. But when I look at this whole situation, and Graeme, you're a logical man, and I look at the situation, and I look at the trade-offs that we have in life, there are children out there that are going to be permanently damaged. They have regressed so much, they're going to be permanently damaged. And not just, by the way, children with special needs, but children that come from bad areas who get literally fed in school. So they are all regressing. They are all in danger. When I compare that to the danger to teachers, I believe the risk to children is a lot higher and we have to put our priorities in place. Lads, ladies, thank you very much indeed, <laughs> Graham and Linda. All right, Craig, thank you very much and uh, Linda and everybody else that was on there today and I really appreciate everybody getting involved in that debate. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio, the multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits.